Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Courtside with Joe Morelli. Joe Morelli, the longtime high school basketball, boys basketball beat reporter for the New Haven Register and her Connecticut media. Welcome to our first edition. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Good morning. How are you, Sean? Um, great. So we got. Are you all... still tired off of football? <laughs> That's right. I do football, and now I'm just taking a back seat here. I'm just going to enjoy myself. Uh, not a lot of work. I got a ton of work to do, but uh, you know, it, it, the hoops just just it doesn't wait. It doesn't wait for for me. It doesn't wait for you. It is ready to rock. Uh, we have hockey going on. We have the girls' basketball tipping off, and now finally the boys are here. And uh, it feels like just yesterday that we were at Mohegan Sun watching uh, Notre Dame Fairfield become the consensus champions, the state champion by beating Sacred Heart. Right. And uh, and so what do we got for hoops this year? I mean, we have the top top ten dropped. We have the top twenty five players. And why don't you take us through the beginning of uh, of hoop season, Joe? Yeah, uh, obviously the for those that came out on Game Time CT last night and uh, the top ten, the top twenty five players to watch, top ten games of the year. Obviously, very subjective list. Um, preseason polls, you always one of those things you could throw a dart and hope it sticks. I like to think over the years we usually get half the names right by the time March rolls around. Uh, Sacred Heart was almost unanimous number one. Um, they lost Raheem Solomon and Isaiah Gator, but they bring back possibly the best player in the state. And Nate Tabor comes in, and Jamal Waters transfers from Cheshire Academy. So they're reloading. There's no rebuilding at Sacred Heart, and obviously the favorite in the NBL. Uh, East Catholic was the number one team most of the season, but you, usually you remember for your last game and who did what happened. They lost in double overtime on a buzzer-winning shot that's made the waves on YouTube uh, by Windsor who happens to be the number three team. Uh, and funny, the sad thing is those two teams won't face each other until February, so they could both be undefeated going into that game and be great, but chances are probably not. Notre Dame Fairfield lost their tr- three best players, uh, including Noriega Davis and our, um, among others. And But they're fourth. I still think they're going to be an SWC contender. There's many out- people out there who think that they're not a top-10 team, that they're going to struggle out of the gates. They have a tough table schedule. They got Hamden next week. Remains to be seen. We'll see. I'm sure Chris Watts has some things up to his sleeve, our reigning state coach of the year for game time CT. And followed by Hamden, like I'm before I mentioned Hamden, the SEC champions. Bassick, who plays as loaded a schedule as there is in the state, along with Weaver, because they're both non-conference teams and they don't have a home and they have to go schedule everybody. Weaver, and it's not a top 10, but again, you got to go schedule teams on the road because they don't have a home site. Notre Dame West Haven, my spies told me they beat Windsor and Sacred Heart in scrimmages. So, obviously, that played well with the voters. Plus, they have Connor Raines coming back, a, uh, a D1 commit to Texas Rio Grande Valley. Say that fast five times. <laughs> and Dan Barry is a team that's been in an FCAC contender, been in the uh, to the state quarterfinals the last three years. Uh, Colby Cathedral, last year Division Four champions, now in Division Two. Crosby, the Roundell, and possibly an NBL contender. Obviously not famous. Just outside, on the outside looking in, Hill House, East Lime, Waterford, Trumbull, and you can make arguments for a number of them to be in the top ten. Um, no, it should be a really, Sean, it should be a really good year. Uh, 
again, I think there's a lot of balance in a lot of these leagues, and, and I think the non-conference games will at least give you an idea of what we can expect when uh, the season really hits in January. Any surprises? You thought you thought maybe a team that maybe got got a little underserved or, you know, didn't didn't quite get a lot of buzz that you thought might. Well, Hill House, I always think is a top ten team. I know it's my backyard, and I know it's, there's a Hill House bias sometimes with me that people <laughs> think, and that's fine. I mean, I cover them a lot more than any other team, and then they have the most state championships of any other team. Um, you know, but they lost a number, a couple players. So, and I, again, will, remains to be seen. Are they as good as Hamden and uh, Notre Dame? And they're going to get a chance. And, and Hill, we're going to find out how good they are because Hill House plays East Catholic on Saturday uh, at the, in the GHPA Invitational at Trinity College, uh, the last of five games. So we're going to find out how good they are and how good East Catholic is. Right. East Slime and Notre Dame and West Haven play each other on Saturday. Uh, we expect to have coverage of that game as well. Yeah, lots of buzz about, about both teams, especially East Lime. Yeah, and I think it's Notre Dame say, hey, we're going to go out, we're going to go schedule that game, and we're going to go play a non-conference game at East Lime. And two of the best players in the state, I just wish it was at a different time and a different day so I can see both, but I, I can't be at both places. But that's going to be, a, again, a barometer of what's going on. And, again, Waterford was the class – excuse me, Division three state champion last mm-hmm. year. They lose Mikey Busetto. Yeah. It is – but the, the feeling around there is that they're going to be pretty good. Although East Lime is the team to beat, I think, in the ECC. Right, like Dev has kind of taken over the you know the best player in the ECC. Yeah. And East Lime looks like the darling team of that conference. Yeah, and they were the regular season champion last year. When mm-hmm. They lost to right. Enfield in the Division Two quarterfinals, if memory serves. Yep. I don't have notes in front of me other than my paper of the poll. And the, so I'm doing some of that from memory, folks. But uh, Trumbull was – I've gotten some – I wouldn't say flack, but – People thinking that they should be in the top ten, and you know what? Maybe they will. And with Tim and Williams, and but I, they're an FCA contender without question. And uh, you know, we'll see. I think they're going to be right there as well. Th- those are a couple of the teams that that um, maybe be could have been ranked. Speaking of Hill House, we're going to have uh, Hill House coach Renard Sutton on the uh, yeah. pod in a, in a little bit, and he'll he'll be able to break it down for you. I mean, he doesn't pull any punches usually about his team. Right. Um, so we'll get to hear about some of the uh, players that he's got this year and whether they're going to be able to make a make a run. In the, I mean, they lost to Sacred Heart last year in, in, in the second, second round, round right. in the new format. Um, you know, for just just your speaking of which, just your thoughts on on how you know we, we've talked about it under times last year, but uh, you know now that we've had a kind of a, a season to digest it, and when you look back at it, what uh, it did it does it still does this tournament still wait? Well, let me work? let me turn that around. Would would you rather have this system or the what football currently has? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, what, what do you think works? Man? I think this one. I like this. I think this is the way we need to go overall. It's almost listen. Div, division one is almost like an open division. Yeah. To me, in our lifetimes, mm-hmm. and most of you out there, this is as close the CIAC is going to come to doing a Catholic only division. I don't think that's ever happening in the state. People are going to be crying about it in hockey and football and basketball for for years to come. I think this is about as close as you're going to come. The one issue, major issue I have with it, because listen, teams are going to be placed in wrong spots, but it was a transparent process that the ADs wanted. The issue I have, obviously, you know where you're playing in May. There's people who said think you should reseed it and do it after the regular season, which I think is a great idea, but it's kind of hard to do that. Again, my issue is that because it's a transparent process, they don't allow for an appeals process. And I think this is America. You should be able to appeal anything, even if you can't win. 
I understand why CAAC decided. I vehemently disagree with that process, and maybe we'll have somebody on later in the year to discuss this tournament. But as an overall, I think they've done a really good job with this. I do like the, the system. I think it's uh, definitely better than it was a couple of years ago because it makes you cringe when Trinity Catholic beats Westbrook in a Class S final or Sacred Heart is in S. I mean, especially now, looking right. back. I mean, the funny thing is before Mustafa Heron got there, they were a 7-13 and 13 team and nobody gave a damn. Right. Okay? And for a stretch there. So, but since Mustafa and now they've got these getting players in and they, they can draw from more beyond their boundaries because they are a Catholic parochial school and that's just the way it is. Um, I think teams like that should be in those divisions. But at, in a word, does it work? Yes. Right. Uh, just for the uninitiated, real quick, you know, sure. wh- what is th- what do they do to create these divisions? I don't actually know the <laughs> philosophy. It's very, it's a very, it's a mathematical formula. It takes a lot of different thing, variables into it. I, I don't completely understand it myself, but they came up with this where they they base it on their enrollment and they base it on tournament success. Uh, I think how many times you made it to the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals over the previous three, four years. I don't remember exactly how it works, so my 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 mistake if I don't know the exact near. But obviously, it's based on those, and that's how you determine where you are. But without this system, Amity and Newtown aren't playing in a state semifinal last year in Division Two because they would both be in double L, and they wouldn't get far, and they never have. So that's why I think it has, to me, the system has, re- for the most part, rewarded the small public schools so they could play for a state championship in the lower divisions. Obviously, Colby was... We we knew from December that it was going to be an issue. Once Colby beat Trinity Catholic, and they were going to be good with John Full back in his second stint, and then they're a Division Four state champions. And, and I think the issue was they were they again going back to my theory of the appeal. They appealed and won and, and got to go that moved down. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what people say. Well, there's your appeal, Joe, and and look what happened. But to me, I think as a whole, it works, and I think. The whole idea is to get the small public schools a chance, and they have more than a better opportunity, more than a fair opportunity to win a state championship now. Right. My my only issue with it is, is I don't know why you need a fifth division. What do you need that for? Well, um, because of the small public right. schools. Right. Well, what's wrong with division four with them? I never understood that. Uh, I, I, like, what's the difference? This is always my bit. What's the difference between four and five and Colby last right. year? Right. <laughs> Well, what's the now, difference between three and four? Now, St. Joe's. Right. <laughs> so, no, I, I, there's not that much difference, Sean, to, to be perfectly honest. And I think people say, well, in a small state like this, they shouldn't be in. But I also hear the argument that they want more football teams in. So, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. But the issue, again, with Division One, other than it's an open division, is that you can go in 20 and you qualify for the state tournament right. because you don't have enough teams. In. I think the other thing is, and, and it might dilute the lower ones. Sure, I think to some extent. But I think to those schools – Here's the thing. Uh, those schools in four and five and probably three will continue to vote for this proposal every year because it's giving them a chance and it's pushing up the teams that can draw from beyond yeah. their borders. And that's the idea of this process. Yeah. Whether it's fair to them or not, they should be playing up. I've said that. I'm on record for saying that long before social media podcasts. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. It's like I think there should be a shot clock. But we I digress with that. So, so just just quickly yeah. back getting sure. back. People are going to look at Sacred Heart and be like, "Wait a minute, wait! You got two transfers from from a, an actual well, prep, Nate prep Tabor, school." Nate Tabor was with the program, left, went back to New York, I think, and came back. So he was actually on the bench last right. year. I mean, listen, 
how we we're in an era where we're watching kids go to prep schools, go mm-hmm. to yep. Hammond Hall, go to all these schools. So yeah, just ask New Haven. I heard yeah. they're uh, jacking up the ticket prices for yeah. Hall that's that's, uh, that's been a famous tweet uh, from the New Haven athletic director Eric Pachowski, um with the. He he did it in fun. It was meant as a joke, um, but I laughed. Yeah, I, I did too. But um, that's the thing. I mean, but I like it when kids leave prep schools and go back to CIA schools because they, because it's 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 listen. You can't stop it going the other way. I, I just don't know how else it's, you stop. It's, it's definitely that's a, whole, that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a whole topic in itself. It's definitely interesting to see him go reverse. Well, like Mustafa Heron, mm-hmm. Tremont Waters. Yep. And look at how they sold out buildings. Yeah. When they go to those prep schools, I went and watched Tamina Hall on Green Farm yesterday. It's a great two of the best teams in the Fairchester League. Again, it's a four thirty start, and there was hardly anybody there. So now, when you play, when you have certain other teams that aren't very good, yeah, you're going to play in front of family and friends. But when you have a big game, you expect to have good crowds, and that's I think when those kids came back and they're selling out buildings and people are coming to watch them play. It's, it's so much of an interest. But I mean, listen, people are going to go see Sacred Heart. And obviously, Crosby Sick Hearts at war. So yeah, the games, the games, the thing, the players are the thing. And the, one of the th- stories I liked last year was why, why uh, was watching Mikey Busetto and Waterford, and then them packing the place and every he, time they played, everywhere they went. And now you, he, go ahead. And you know, if he hadn't received the offer from Southern New Hampshire, mm-hmm. he probably would have gone to Hammond Hall. Right. And then what would he? And he would have missed out on that. But yeah. it, but that and the fact that he wanted to play in front of his home folks and look at that. Look at for those who were there at ten thirty in the morning on Sunday. Mohegan Sun. The place was low. I mean, for a ten thirty in the morning. Yeah. When service. The whole town came out. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing about the CIEC game. When people are interested, they they want to see kids play. And and, and I'm going to I'm not going to go into it because we have to have our our guests will be on the next segment. But our top twenty five list. I mean. Or, or players to watch this, excuse me. Those, I mean, people might, they say, oh, these are some guys I want to go see play. And now other people are going to say, well, you left this kid. But that's great because there's a lot of kids you want to go see play. And these are 25 and somebody else, you're going to have a different list and somebody else will have a different list. And, and people will now maybe say, oh, let's go watch this play. Maybe they not drive to a Womogo, no offense, because it's a long way, but they may go watch, they went, oh, this kid is Windsor. When, when can I see them play Hill House? Oh, it's January 21st in Windsor. I'll take the ride up. So that's the whole idea. And in everybody here, and I, I want to end on this, everybody says it's down, it's down, it's down, it's watered down. And maybe the product is, but I think it's the, there's more balance and there's, there's good teams, and, and I think the game is fine. So. All right. Well, uh, with that said, we're going to bring on our first guest. We're going to bring on uh, Renard Sutton from uh, Hill House. I'm going to break. What? Oh, Sorry. <laughs> With that uh, all said, uh, we're going to bring on our first guest, uh, the Hill House's uh, Renard Sutton. We'll be right back after this. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Joining us on the uh, podcast is our first guest of the season. And, of course, we we go to Hill House coach Renard Sutton as we – to kick off or tip off this uh, 2018-19 season. Joe. Good morning, Coach. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine, Good. thank you. Uh, listen, you and I have known each other a long time, and obviously have covered Hill House since the start. You've been there since the start, almost when I was there in 2003. Um, just talk about the importance of 
the program and what it means and and obviously it's synonymous with state championships. Just so people outside the the area of New Haven, what it, the program means to the state and into the city. Um, you know, to be honest, I would I would like to believe um, personally that um, we've held um, at Hill House a certain standard of of high school basketball, um, not just for the city of New Haven and the state of Connecticut, but right. Um, the tri-state as well. You know, we we played um, numerous teams that were creditable teams in you know, New York, uh, state of New York, uh, state of Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and we fared well. So, um, you know, for us, it's it's just about you know trying to help young men um, change their lives into um, you know college athletes, student athletes, and um, just all around good people in the community. Bernard, Hill House, back in the old playoff system when Tom Fleming was there, when Kermit was there, and you, the team always elected to play up. They're an L school by enrollment, at least in the boys' basketball, and they've gone up to double L. And the reason I bring that up is, obviously, you're in Division One, and you wouldn't, if you were in any other division, I know you would not be happy. And But if you look in the preseason top ten this morning, East Catholic two, Windsor three, Hamden five, Nordium West Haven seven, you're eleven. The reason I bring that up, you're playing all those teams. So you're gonna be the schedule already and they're all on the road. I mean your non conference schedule, East, uh Bassick, Windsor. Yeah, I got you forgot Bassick. I you know, all of those guys are up there in the in the top. Yeah, right, 10. I forgot. You're right. So there's like six of them. So just talk about why you schedule it like that. I think I know, but just to let the audience know why it was important to go – because this, te- you know how teams duck teams or don't want to play the, the rough schedule, but you have chosen to do that outside the SEC. Why? Well, um, you know, for us, you know, it's just about competition level, first of all. So I'm going to put it on record. I wish I was in a situation like um, Bassick or uh, Reggie Hatcher, Duck and Weaver, where he can pretty much pick Make, his own – Right. <laughs> you know um, – and and I'm saying that for the competition level for the kids, and you just want to play the best. If if you want to if you want to proclaim to be the best, I've I've said it for years. You would have to play who's expected, um, or projected to be the best. Um, I didn't know on where we were going to be coming into the season as far as the ratings, um, but I did expect those teams to be ranked higher than me. Um, one of my models, um, honestly, is to try and play anyone off of my regular schedule that I can think possibly can can beat me. And to do that, the reason for that is, you know, just to, just to be ready for a state competition. Um, so, you know, a few years ago, we, we, we had a Fairhaven prep that was, I'm in Fairfield, excuse me, Fairfield prep, that was very good, and Weaver was very good. Prep was on our schedule. We Weaver, we chose to play that school. Um, they beat us early that season by 20-plus um, points, and then we ended up meeting them in the state tournament and um, redeemed ourselves. So for that, you know, it gives the guys the opportunity to um, get the experience to playing some of the better teams that we don't always have to play because of the scheduling purposes. Um, as well as, um, you know, their own individual 
um, goals for the kids and, and what they are trying to achieve as well. Um, obviously, you lost Devon Warner, among other players, some size and his leadership. And, and obviously, Ty Sullivan, assistant, is now coaching at West Haven. Tazan Daniels, for the audience, is among our top 25 players to watch. Can you just talk a little bit about your club, particular players, and who you expect to be leaders and be contributors to to beat these teams that we just discussed? Well, I mean, you know, it's funny, man, because we only have two seniors. Um, and who are they? You know, they, they, they played, you know, sparing minutes last season. Tejan started out before being injured. He started out as uh, our starting point guard. And then we had, um, Aiden Roundtree, who's a junior as well with Tejan, who, who basically started, um, every game for us. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of our, um, experience is going to be on the job training. Um, and, and like I say, for that reason as well, um, is the reason why I picked those, those schools to play. But, um, yeah, man, we just, you know, we're defensive, we're defensive sound every year. Um, our backbone is defense. We're going to work hard and, and, and Tejan is pretty good. So we'll just see where the ball bounces um, after everything. Getting back to the schedule you play, how important to you to play all these teams on the road? Well, the adversity. You you want to you want to be in a hostile environment. Um, um, you want the kids to experience the road because you know when you start talking about these crowds and 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 playing in these championship games. Right. And I'm I'm, I'm saying championship games. We're already um weather half of that storm just by the crowd aspect alone i mean you know all the time i say to the kids you know the bright lights is really what it's about you know you can go in these gymnasiums and play these teams and, and beat these teams by 30 40 points but you know none of it really matters until the lights come on the bright lights and and those are the games you know i've, I've been fortunate enough to um be a part of coaching as an assistant coach as well as a head coach um the lights, you know, the Mohegan Suns and the, and the, the Quinnipiac College when you sell out crowd against Notre Dame, West Haven a couple of years ago. So, you know, um, just to have the experience and, and not be so fluttered, so flustered um, come tournament time. You led me into my next question, Renard. Um, again, 24 state championships, the most in CIAC history. Mm-hmm. With this program, is it about March or bust? <laughs> I guess um, that's a yes. <laughs> I don't. I, no, because you know, you know, I just want to be careful. No, you know, I understand, um, but not not to appear to be um, blowing my own horn, for lack of a better term. But but I mean, the expectation <laughs> from from a, a New Haven fan base, from a Hill House alumni alumnus fan base. Um, the answer is yes. It, it, it would be march or bust. We have Renard Sutton uh, from Hill House. A three three state championships to your credit, if I'm not mistaken, in 2013 with Andre Anderson, who is now on your staff, correct? Yes, sir. And then uh, back-to-back 2016 and 2017 with that great crew of kids that you had. 
Um, for those, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but this how important it is the it's not a real championship, but the quote unquote city championship. I know there's one less team with Creed. I know they're not in the SEC and begin with, but with Creer and Cross and those rivalries, and you've played in it way back in the day. What does the city championship mean for those who don't understand? Well, I mean, for the city, it means a lot. You know, um, I want to I want to skip over that right fast and say the 2016 championship. We probably stole that one. You know, in all honesty, against Weaver, um, against Weaver, double overtime. If anybody forgot, against against Weaver, and yeah, we probably stole that one. I I honestly don't believe that we should have um, even been there, let alone win that game. So, um, you know, that's probably one of my fondest memories about the um, state championships. Um, I don't want to exclude um, the two um, championships in 2006-2007 as an assistant because you, because of the body of work that was I was expected to do as an assistant. Um, I, I would have to appreciate that. I wouldn't want to um, overlook that as well as, you know, like not to go off track, um, to answer your question, but even with with Ty, um, as an assistant, his his worth, all of my assistants, um, their worth and what they bring to the table, is is definitely um, respected. So I wouldn't want to exclude myself. Um, so so the two as an assistant and the three as a, as a head coach is a beautiful thing. But but um, you know, to go back to your question, yeah. um. It's 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 been a it's been a roller coaster ride, man. It's it's a beautiful thing. Um, this season is probably um, I have a team that's like the the 2016 team. Um, I think if if we establish a, a certain continuity about ourselves, we could be right back in the conversation of championship city wise. Um, like I said, for the city. It's 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 good, but for for me, um, and and what I preach about in my um, facility to my program, you know, it's it's not really about who's gonna win out of cross a career, you know, it's not even about who's gonna win out of the city of New Haven. It's it's about um the state of Connecticut. It's about Hartford. It's about Waterbury. It's about um Bridgeport for us and and um. That's the way I look at it. No, you know, no disrespect to the city of New Haven or any other fan base in there because I think I have a wonderful fan base, a lot of support. But um, for me, it's about state championships and conference championships, not about the city. You talked about the, the back-to-back in 06, 07, and 08, obviously, with Mike Moore that on the back end carrying that team in, the, in those games. Obviously, wow. it, it, yeah, and I – I remember, obviously, and I understood. I didn't realize because I wasn't around, obviously, for the, the 1990, and for that pro for the program to go 16 years without a state championship, it meant a lot, a lot of pressure. To when are you going to finally win one, Kermit or, or Tom, and Tom didn't win one, and, and to follow in the legends of Vitolo and Sam Bender, uh, for those who, who don't know, legendary coaches. Um, and and the reason I bring it up because I want to tie it to this year because obviously back to back finals, you you beat East Catholic. And and Luke Riley is still there as the coach. And I know the players yes. are all different. And uh, just if you can talk briefly about 
how it was determined that you would play East and who comes to you as far as that matchup in that particular tournament? Because you played there last year and you played Weaver. Can you talk about how that was determined that you would play East? Did you request them? Did they say this was the, they wanted to play you? Explain how that happened, if you can remember. Well, well, we were invited up to the tournament. You know, every year we, we get invitations to play in different tournaments. Right. Um, we didn't get a phone call from Hoop Hall this season, but, I mean, it's understandable. But um, It's in Springfield, no, got, and Springfield, Mass., for those who don't know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, um, we, got, we got the phone call, and, and, you know, the first thing I said to the director of, of that tournament is, who would I play? Um, I don't want to go up there to play um, popcorn. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna, I want, Get I your want popcorn be, ready, Bernard. Yeah, I, I want to be challenged. I want to play a team that can possibly beat me. And when the conversation came up about East Catholic, um, you know, we just jumped to it. I think it's good basketball for the state. Um, I respect Coach Riley and everything that he's done up there. I know that, you know, um, the blood would have to run deep because you mentioned it even 06 and 07. We played them back to back in the finals. In that, in that championship, right. in those championships. And um, and then the last couple of years, we've, we've met each other, you know, in the tournaments. And it was always, you know, a competitive game. So, you know, just being to have the opportunity to play against a competitor, you know what I'm saying, a well organized program, um, not just a basketball team, a well organized program. And I just think that's the way it should be. I think we should play each other all the time. I think all the guys that coach basketball, I want to, you know, I want to say this. You know, why running high? You know, um, if, if, if you're that, if you're that, you know, it's about who's who and what's what. And so I just jumped to the opportunity. I spoke to Coach um, Riley. I know he, he relishes the opportunity. And, um, you know, we've, we've had the advantage over the, the past few years, even going back to that. So, I mean, why run from that? You know, why not give him the opportunity to, um, to redeem himself? So, that's, you know, that's why I took it. Coach, this is Sean Bully. Um, you're, you're, a, uh, you're, you know, you're a state basketball aficionado. Like, you look at the top ten and you look at your schedule like who who are some of the teams out there that you, that maybe people may not be looking at or who do you who do you like out there who who do you think are going to be some of the top teams some of the top your top competition as well well i played Notre Dame was West Haven twice they're on schedule yep. um so you can you can you can mark that one Hamden High is probably more underrated than than um than it is being acknowledged i think I think they're a championship status program. I think um, we will see each other again more than twice this season, like we did last season. Um, and and you know, Ken, Kenny Smith up in, up in Windsor, man, um, he does a great job on a yearly basis with with the program. So um, you know, and I've had the opportunity to see them on the off season, and and and, and they're gonna be good, man. Um, so you know, I'm 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 happy that um that um we had the opportunity to play. I wanted to play Weaver. I think they're going to be pretty good, but um they had already booked their games. Um, Ty ended up out in West Haven getting their last opening game that they had. So um you know anybody that's anybody like I'm I'm glad I, I looked and I said wow we're going to be playing 
six to seven of these um, top ten teams, man. That's it's going to be a beautiful thing. How about some of the how about some of the players? Who, who else should uh, we be looking at, uh, at around this state? I don't know. I think you. I think it's pretty much covered, man. I think I think you guys did a a good job of um, you know, the selection as far as the top twenty five. That's all, Joe, um, Coach. That's all, Joe. Um, well, well he, he 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 did well. Um, you know, like I said, I'm you know, um, different kids come every year. Um, you, you can have a kid that nobody knows that's an eighth grader and he comes in next year as a ninth grader and, he, you know, he represents himself well. You can have a kid that transfers in from across town, out of town, um, and they come in and, and and they do well. So some guys may be missed on the strength of that. Um, but for the most part, I just think you did a good job of, of the selection. And then you, you then, you know, you had a lot of guys that transferred out. That would have been top twenty-five oh, in the music. You know, let's just, you know what I mean? Let's yeah. just be honest. A lot. Let's just be honest. A lot of these guys that were top twenty-fives right now today wouldn't be mentioned. Had what did we lose? Ten? Ten guys? Well, out you of, lost um, seven in the SEC. My, in the SEC alone, which is which is, and one of them came back. Conference. One came back. Rosario which, came back. Which is, which is the powerhouse conference in the state of Connecticut, <laughs> the SEC. There it is, folks. Um. um Oh, well, that's a fact that, you know, I, you know, I can, you can do the math to that. We're there every year. If yep. whether, before they even change the concept, we're there every year. Division double L, um, L to the, to the M. We're there every year. If, if we're at that championship game, whether if we win it or not, we're there. Um, and now even with this division one thing, you know, um, you know, SEC team is going to be there, man. You know, uh, Fair, fair for prep. I don't know how strong they'll be this year, but come on, man. Those guys, you know, um, you got to give them credit. Um, Notre Dame, West Haven, Hamden. So, I mean, you know, we're loaded down here in the um, in the SEC, and, it, and it, it'll be an SEC team up there. Yeah, uh, Coach, I, I think, you know, just looking at this 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 division and how they do it now in Division One, I, I think if you're, you have a chance to play for a school like that, uh, and play in that type of tournament. I, I, that, to me, what they did there really increased the incentive to maybe stick around. I don't know what your your thoughts on that are. As far as what now? As far as, like, you know, this, the, the, this power Division One tournament. Like, if you have a chance to play for a school or a team in, in, this, in, this, in this tournament, I, I, that the incentive is just through the roof now for, to play against all these top, some of the state's top ten teams. Would you agree with that? I'm telling you, I said it earlier. Shame on anybody that runs from that. And, and let me let, let me interrupt you because there were a number of teams w the year before when they started it that pe wanted to peel out of it, and they didn't allow them to peel out of it. As you can see, there's only 21 teams in there. But anyway, go ahead, coach. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make you know that I mean, let I that mean, people know because no. I'm making your point for you. Yeah, let yeah, them talk. Yeah, but I mean that, that's that's up to the decision makers, the the coaches that that run. You know, shame on them. First of all, you would want to. Um, give your kids the opportunity to play against these guys that's in this top 25 um, thing and to play against these teams. And I don't know if the better coaches are in, are in the division one, but um, if you have an opportunity to, to select or choose to go up there, why wouldn't you? I mean, you know, um, 
it's going to be win or lose. Right? You, you, you know, you want to stay down and you want to pretty much ensure yourself, which you can never do anyway, because when the ball goes up, the ball goes up. Absolutely. But I mean, you want to feel like you're safe and you want to stay down and, and, and play. And, you know, you hoist up the trophy at the end and everybody's happy and hooraying. And, you know, I just never was a believer of that. I, I just believe if, if, if you're going to be considered to be the best or a champion, you have to be the best and, and you would play at the highest level that that people you know you're going to have some people say well yeah division two is stronger than division one that's not the case it's not the case at all not not um, anymore not not anymore and and if you have the guy and if you are when i say the coach the guy come on up there come on up there and um and play in those big games against those you know big teams in front of those big crowds it's a beautiful thing it's beautiful well i think really we're wrapping up here the the, the knock a couple of years ago was with Sacred Heart, I think, and, and when you were able to petition again, as I mentioned earlier, you always petitioned to play in Division One or Class Double L, and they didn't, and and that was a big bone of contention for a lot of people when they're finishing number one in our poll, and they play or an S and M, and that's understandable. But anyway, Coach, we want to say thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I appreciate your time. And uh, we'll be seeing you on Saturday up at the GHPA Invitational against East Catholic. So, so what's the over and under? What's the over and under? Uh, <laughs> You're looking for a spread, the, or what are we looking for a spread? Is that you're asking me? Points? Well, no. Well, well, I know you guys. I know you guys all get together, and you pretty much already know who's going to win that game. I just, no, <laughs> I, I, I did not say that. I did not. I never, no, no, I, I, I didn't say you said it, but I say you know I know how it gets. Everybody gets around the water cooler. And, uh, you know, they, they have their thoughts. You know, you can have your opinion uh, on who, who's going to win that game. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. That's well, what I you, think. Well, let's put it this way. You're ranked 11th. Right? What does that mean? I, didn't even, know, I didn't even know. I didn't know 11 was a ranking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought it was only top 10, and then everybody else is everybody else. So I didn't I – didn't, um, Considered that to be a ranking. No, uh, no, no, that's no. I, I, I would agree with you. That's why it's a top ten, yeah. not a top eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, I, what yeah, I'm no, just I, saying is, people are already, already staking their claims. They're already saying what they think they're going to. Yeah, happen. people think Trumbull should be in there. Obviously, you guys. But that's okay. That's why it's a preseason poll. It doesn't mean anything. The question is, is how many of these teams will be there in March at the end? My that's new, the, my new assistant coach, um, Andre, Andre, Grandpa, Andre Grandpa Anderson. Yep. <laughs> He, he, um, when I had the guys on the floor, the baseline, and just giving them the spill about, you know, expectations for the incoming season and where we're going to go at Saturday and, and, you know, the crowd, the effect of the crowd and all that. And, and Andre stepped up and said, listen, I'm going to tell you guys like this. Um, the rankings don't mean anything. Right. Um, you know, every year it's a different format or system of how they do it. So you can, you, you do know this. It's not too many people. I'm not. I'm not putting a knock on the media, but it's, okay. it's not too many people. It's not too many people that's there to do the evaluations in the in the AAU circuit, in the in the um, summer league, in the fall league circuit. You know, you can call. You can call a couple of coaches, and they have their own ideas of what they believe. So he's saying to these guys, the only way they're going to find out is we're going to have to represent because my year. We were ranked number 10. We went. barely struggled in at number 10, and we were in that championship game against St. Joe's where he actually didn't play. 
because he he was hospitalized for um two or three games before that. But we ended up in that game, and then the next following year we um came back and captured the championship in 2013. So you know we were there at 12. We just didn't um seal the deal. So you know he he actually took the floor and spoke to those guys about that, and then you know we just say whatever the chips fall, the chips fall. Well, really quickly because we got to go. Um, 2010, you guys played Bridgeport Central up in Mohegan, and Freddie Wilson, Freddie Wilson fouls out, and who comes in? Grandpa Andre Anderson, and he, he struggled. Obviously, you come into a game, the lights are on, and but four three years later, I clown him all the time about that, Joe. I clown him all the time. Yeah. I tell the young boys. When he starts to yell at you, just remember one thing. I sub him in that game in 2010. He has he's a ninth grader. He he left that game with 11 turnovers that year. Right. 11 turnovers and um we lost that game. If Freddie doesn't follow out, we win that game. Um no knock on coach McLeod. He had a serious team that year. <laughs> but um but um you know, it it is it's the evolution um right. from like I said to you from from boys to men or boys to young men is is um something that I like to think that we do very well and um it's 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 a, a wonderful thing to have him come back and want to you know work with the kids in the community and and give his time and his um expertise and and um I just think we're going to have a good year man Hey house coach Renard Sutton with us thank you for your time we really appreciate it and we'll see you on Saturday Go get him coach Thank you All right that was uh, Coach Renard Sutton, who doesn't pull punches with some of his. Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> some of his comments. Uh, I do love the the passion that he brings to it, and and uh, and that he, you know, he really he, he really loves the game here, and he loves to advance the game, and he loves to challenge his team. And like you said, you know, that's what you want. You know, you want him to you want him to go play out. You want him to see him against the against the best and. You know, and you can only do so much with the schedule you're given, but you know, uh, he certainly right. does do that, obviously. I mean, obviously, Bassick and as he alluded to, Bassick and Weaver, have, because of their situation, they have to go find 20 games. Most teams, are, their schedule's done for them. So it's, it, it, you want to be critical of the other teams that can't schedule because they play an FCX schedule or they play an ECCC schedule, and you can't really go outside too much. But, um, again, he, he wants to challenge himself. Kudos to him. And it really should be a, a good tournament on Saturday. You've got Sacred Heart and Naugatuck playing an, M an MVL game. You've got Weaver and Hartford Public in between. Uh, after that, at six. You've got uh, Hill House East at eight. And obviously, early on, I believe it's uh, St. Bernard versus uh, Prince Tech at noon. And again, I'm doing this from memory. And uh, the two o'clock game is Glastonbury and Bloomfield. This is up. up at the GHPA Invitational. Where? Uh, up at Trinity College, mm -hmm. I plan to be there some of the day, um, and uh, I think we're going to have, like I said, with coverage of the uh, Notre Dame East Lime, Notre Dame West Ham East Lime game in East Lime at seven o'clock on Saturday. All right, um, so I think that uh, we're going to basically call that a wrap. I mean, we're we're going to figure this thing out as we go along here, but uh, I thought it was, you know, I think an hour was pretty good. Good way to tip off the season. Yeah, I think so, and I think we're going to again by the next time we reconvene, we'll have a better idea who's who and who doesn't belong. Yeah, we're reconvening. We'll figure it out. We'll let that run a Christmas season, but we but once January hits, we'll be on a regular schedule. For Sean Bowley, I'm Joe Morelli, courtside with Joe Morelli. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.